you and me old mate Mick. Oh, look, better late than ever as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a smile oh. those weeks. <laughs> and we're finally here. We'll have a little chat about uh, the week that was. It has been a week. But I'm good, mate. How are you? Oh, it's been a week. It's definitely been a week. Like, the times... It's so funny, our missed calls, like, I'll be semi-free, like, you know, for points of the day, but then you're getting reamed, and then, like, you'll contact me in the evening, and I'm getting reamed, so, like, it just, there's no, like, we, we're basically completely off, off, um, uh, off, um, kilter a bit, kilter, but, yeah, no, it's been, um, it's been a, a fairly full-on week, uh, for anyone out there with a, uh, a five- to six-month-old, it's pretty full-on trying to get them to, um, sleep, but we're, we're getting there. Um, but obviously all the all the work related bits and pieces going on at the moment as well. So we will review round eight and then have a, a bit of an old chin wag about round nine. Uh, big thanks to our sponsors at Hopstone. Hopstone is a craft beer delivery service. Really, um, Rocky Ridge is a, a a really nice red IPA I had out of the next uh, well the most recent um, pack, which was absolutely delicious. So Hopstone.com.au. Please check them out. Hopstone Home. Uh, is a fantastic craft beer delivery service where you can get delicious craft beer delivered to the door. That definitely was right up there with uh, one of my picks as well. And I can't remember the brewery, but there was a black IPA in this month's or last month's delivery, um, which also was very, very good. Can't remember the brewery though. So uh, if you're on there, look out for it. Uh, Very tasty coming into the winter months, a black IPA. Use the promo code AFLDBUB to get $25 off your first pack. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Red IPA. So I just, I'm, I'm on board with let's 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 do it. Um, every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, let's 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 do this. It's kind of that nice, like you know, almost like amber ale meets IPA. Like it's a really nice balance. Yeah. Um, I'm on board with it. Sure. So yeah, hopstone.com.au. That where we are fully both us fully on board. Hopstone.com.au. AFL deep dive twenty five dollars off your first pack Thursday or not? Sorry, Friday. Richmond versus the Catters, 63 to 126. <laughs> Geelong by 63 yeah, points. Well, this didn't turn, this definitely didn't uh, stand up to the hype or even get remotely close to the hype of a grand final replay. Um, no. At points, unwatchable. Yeah, I think this was like, well, to, to be honest, like part of it was obviously we were very busy, but also like this was not a very exciting round. Let's, let's be honest. Um, it, it's funny. So obviously, so Richmond full control in the first quarter. I thought, um, I thought Geelong were yep. very nervous. Um, you know, Henry, with all the you know, this talking so late in the week, like you know, I'm sure a lot of us have heard all this by this point. But you know, Henry, like you know, fisting it out instead of marking. You know, way late into the week. But look, Richmond were were, were good in the second quarter. Geelong were better. There were definite signs in the second quarter that Geelong were going to make their way into this game. I thought it was hysterical at halftime. David King suggesting, you know, in the halftime thing through to Jonathan Brown in the halftime um, conversation on Fox saying, oh, you know, this is a Richmond game. Richmond are going to, you know, are going to belt Geelong. And I was like, wow, what what game are you watching? Because Richmond looked look testy. They, they had, you know, a lot of the highlighted, you know, moments that, that were very good. Uh, you know, Shy Bolton and all, you know, bits and pieces like that. But a lot of drop marks early. Um, I thought the Guthrie versus Dusty battle pretty early was fairly even, which wasn't great signs early on. Richmond were very inaccurate. Um, I think, look, the game plan worked initially, 
but being that inaccurate early, you know, leaving the door that wide open is 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 really really not good. And ultimately, you know, the outs, you know, you know, everyone's, you know, I'm sure we'll get people saying, oh, well, Richmond had heaps of outs, you know, through points of last year, but this is this is getting to the point of being pretty bad. Um, and even even deep outs, yeah. They don't have the, it's not like all over the other years, it hasn't been the midfield um, outs. They've had one or two, and then there'll be a back or two. And I thought it's been spread across the field, but it is literally all starting mid, midfielders or players that rotate through the midfield. So it makes it very hard. Everyone yeah. knows it's a one and lost in the midfield this uh, this modern game. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't got that depth to, to work through, and rotate um, becomes very, very challenging, even for the best teams in the competition. Yeah, 100%. And players that you can't lose. And I had this argument. I don't remember who this is with. My memory is fairly shady at the moment. But the pre- the previous week, I had this argument that Dusty... So I had this argument that English is a bigger out for the Bulldogs than Dusty is for Richmond. And it was like, people were like, what? What are you talking about? Like, Dusty's the guy... Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but at that point, like, Richmond had, you know, not as bad as the situation now. But it was like, Dusty's very good, but he's not in sickening form. And the reality is they're not winning on him. And they can cover him offensively and, and midfield. They're very deep there. Yeah, exactly right. Grimes, so, the but then, so, sorry, before I get into that, but English has been huge for the dogs and, and very impactful offensively and, you know, as a balance for the ruck is huge, and that didn't work. But then, as a, you know, pushing it forward into the, into this game, Grimes, no Grimes. It, you know, everyone was like, "Oh, well, what what's Richmond going to look like without Rance?" Well, we saw it because they had no Grimes either. So that's the thing. Everyone was always fearing, "What does that look like?" Well, luckily, Grimes stepped up. Look, it, it was the perfect storm because not only was Grimes out, but then Asprey was poor. Um, and I think offensively they were poor. Vlosten had not a great game, and it, it, it just didn't well, work. Six weeks off, yeah. yeah. Well, coming back after Almost. six weeks and no football, so he's going and to be rusty. And then, yeah, obviously that the long forward line also really synced up well as a three three pronged attack. Yeah, which again, that's not going to happen every week. They're not going to kick that many goals together week in week out. So it's a right. perfect storm. And um, yeah, and Geelong started to gel and, and realised that they were playing better football. And this is a team, look, they're going to be thereabouts as well. And any of those top-tier teams can get it over Richmond if they're mentally in sync and realise that, okay, we've got, we've, we've got them bleeding here, Let, let's put the foot down. But you've got to put the foot down and, and be very accurate in front of goal, which is a long work. Yeah, and Richmond weren't early, and that's the thing that hurts. And, look, you know, mm-hmm. no Prestia, no uh, Lambert, no Cochin. Uh, no Grimes, like these Grimes. are these are very serious pillows of their team. So um, yeah, look, I think I think it is to the point of, of really hurting them now. And then obviously we'll get into the show Bolton thing in a minute. Um, but yeah, look, I think Tom Stewart was was outstanding. I think that was his best game in a while. He was he was he had actually had a pretty good grand final, but he was very good. Um, this uh, I think that was probably one of my favourite things of the game. Like. You know, early on it was Guthrie on Martin. I think the team played on Martin very well, which needs to happen. But Stewart v Martin was was really good. Um, but look, the reality is like you know Mansell and these these kids for Richmond, they're just not ready to fill the gap. Um, you know, like Gareth Waite last year and these kind of kids, they're they're just not ready to fill those gaps uh, at that level. 
which is fair enough. I mean, the only the only look I've said from the start. I mean, I I don't think this is Richmond's year. I've said it from the very beginning. I, yeah. I, I just don't think it's so hard to to go um, three in a row, um, given the circumstances as well. And and look, the the silver lining is I, I think look look there's still ages to go, and they they obviously could still do it, but. Some silver lining at this point is that they're getting games into the kids, so uh, they'll yeah, exactly they'll right. learn yeah. they'll learn a lot from this. But very shaky Richmond defence, obviously. But it was a very undermanned Richmond defence. But it's very rare you see Asprey and, and Vlosten play um, in this respect. So um, yeah, but look, uh, you know Richmond, you know look, Geelong were like plus ninety one possessions, plus thirty two contested, plus fifty two marks. I mean that's you know not even in the same ballpark. Plus. They were plus fifteen tackles inside fifties like that. They were outstanding and 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 they were, they were at the top of their game. Cameron was you know huge. Um, at one point, he had the most goals, kicks, meters gained of anyone on the ground. Um, yeah, they, yeah, they were fantastic. I thought Isaac was very good as well. All all the recruits were very good. Higgins was excellent too. So yeah, all, look, they play like that. They're going to go extremely deep. Clearly, but it's a long season. But uh, look, yeah, Rich, Richmond had they not been so inaccurate. Early on, I, I think things might have been a little bit different, but they probably would have blown out to that kind of margin. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't, I, Richmond needed to stay in the positives right now. You know, they're sitting so right now that Richmond are, are four, uh, four and four. So as long as they, they keep kind of plucking away, the GWS game this week is huge. If they win that one, then they start, I reckon they'll start to peg ahead. And they need to go into the bye semi-positive and then they'll get a lot of players back and, you know, they'll start to look a lot better. Yeah, like that's the other. I mean, that's the other possibility. While they've got a long injury list, it's no long-term injuries. So no. They're all short to mid-term. So unless they lose three, four games on the trot, there's not going to be any worry, worried heads at Richmond. Uh, I can't see that happening. They might lose three in a row. They've, they've gone close so far this season. But yeah, unless they drop four or five games in a row or, or lose six out of eight or something like that. They're, they're just they're just going to build and get players back. And like you said, getting some big game time into these this next generation of kids is probably good for their longevity. Um, it's just one of those clubs that have, that have built a quality um, rapport between management, coaches and players. And no one wants to leave. Like, I mean, Shai Bolton at the moment, regardless of what's happened in the last week, free agent, could go elsewhere. And by all reports, he's he not won't. going anywhere regardless of what well, they're going now. So it's all about flags. It's all about success as a team and as a club. So, I mean, so what if a couple of retirees happen at the end of this year or next year? They've got these kids are going to have 30 or 40 games experience, maybe not a lot of actual game time, but... They come in knowing the system, and that's how you continue to stay successful. So, yeah, no concerns. I don't think at uh, Club Richmond at the moment. No, I think it's look Richmond. I think would benefit a lot from look. There's two elements to this. Firstly, is that yeah, 100. percent I agree. They'll benefit a lot from blooding some of the youth, but some of these guys they're not going to go down fighting without a fight. Sorry, <coughs> and the reality is, um, you know, Dusty and these guys like. They 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 will push it and and Richmond make the eight. Well, you know that like dogs did it not long ago with less polish on the list. Like if they, if they make the eight, 
and then a lot of lot of pieces come back at the right time. I I don't think they would worry too much about that. They they they've been to port. They've won over there. Yeah, they know how to win. That's right. it. Right now, if if it was the eve of the finals and Richmond are eighth, and they've got to You'd play Brisbane together, I'm put I'm put, I'm putting I'm putting my money on Richmond takes the Lions up <laughs> together come finals. Yeah, they like the Gabba too. So yeah, yeah, it would be it would be very it would be very tempting to tip them. So even though the Lions are in very good form, very very quickly, of course, um, there was this nightclub, which obviously uh, it's amazing. Like even though like our slogan of the podcast is you know um, the game of the drama, we still get so many questions around the drama. Um, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to answer like what we think about the nightclub incident with Shy Bolton and. And and really, you know, if someone touches your partner, I mean, you know, you probably want to give them a crack. Let's be honest. But but the reality, like I've I've been in that situation. I actually have had a um, a long time ago. An ex, um, uh, she was like, this is a true story. I was touched in a um a club, and I like I pushed the guy to the ground, and he came at me, and that was just there were so many people there, it just never ended ever ended into anything else. But it could have definitely turned into something else. But I'm. You know, and it's like when alcohol is involved, you just sort of go, oh, well. But, the, but the, the point is it can get out of control pretty quick. But the reality is, like, I don't think, like, look, you know, Shy Bolton breaking his fucking hand, oh, you know, not not good, let's be honest. You know, he's one of the probably best informed players. Like, you know, I'm not in that position, obviously, so I think not great. Um, anyway, but, look, it is what it is. Oh, I think, I don't know. Oh. Well, I have no comment on this. Like, it's it's so far away from now. I think everyone commenting on this in the media, you know, you see 360 oh. and all this stuff, you have no sure you have no expertise sure in this at all. better things for them to be doing. And, and there's more interesting things. And on top of it, you don't have any expertise or understanding of the issue. So, I, I, you know, I would just walk away, to be honest. But, um, yeah, anyway. that's it. If you, if you weren't there to see the context of what Which we don't know before, yeah. during and after, let it go. We don't know, and exactly none of us were there. So um, anyway, uh, look, yeah, look, well done to Geelong. They were outstanding on the night. Very good set shot accuracy. They they really corrected. The biggest thing I think, biggest takeaway out of this game is Geelong corrected a lot of their issues. If we had you know hours, we could really dig into this game. In that they they corrected a lot of their issues from the the Sydney game, which was a very wasteful game. Um, where they yeah. should have won that game, and they they really kind of threw it away. So this this was a game where uh, that you know their set shot accuracy was a lot better, their pressure inside fifty was a lot better, their their tackle percentage in, in where percentage of the ground that need to be all all the really like sub sub stats were much better. So that that's the thing I think they were they were very good on the night, um, and that yeah. that it's going to be fascinating to see I guess how often this can happen. You know with you know. It's a rare night, in my opinion. It's early days, but you know that you have to say it's rare because it's only happened a couple of times. But you look at you know Hawkins, um, you know Cameron, and um, what's his name? Rowan. 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 Yeah. So uh, Rowan at times looks like the goat, and then Tom sometimes he looks like you know he's playing you know first, country first time ever football field. Yeah. So the reality is I'm I'm not going to get excited about that because he does it every five thousand years. All these people that were like, oh, he does it every three weeks. I want to see it every week, and it's like, what game do you watch every three weeks? This guy, you're joking. What? 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 No, he needs to. He's so to rare. The consistency, the consistency that um, Josh Bruce is starting to show with the doggies. Yeah. Because he was like top of player, and all of a sudden he's bobbing up and kicking. Hmm. 
two, three goals a week, and then every three weeks he's kicking four or five. To Josh's credit, um, yeah, which is really consistent. So yeah, and the and the other thing was, and apologies to all the Geelong supporters out there, we didn't we didn't mention it uh, in last week's episode, and and the players would um, probably not put too much on us. So the Geelong would have been playing with a lot of energy after the passing of uh, Frank Costa. Yeah, um, so, uh, so just while we're, we're going between games, uh, yeah, shout out, hats off and commiserations to the Costa family. Um, he was a huge part of football, not just at Geelong, obviously massive at Geelong, but uh, on the landscape of AFL football, among other things. Uh, so a big, big loss to the football community and no doubt the Geelong players would have wanted to uh, show their respect by having a big win. Yeah, and, and Sam Newman as well found his wife dead as well. So it was, yeah, it was a pretty, pretty full-on yeah, um, full week for Geelong um, people. So, yeah, oh, whether that – I don't know whether that had any extra um, extra element to it. But, look, Richmond were horrific in the third. Like, you, you play like that and, and, you know, they were inaccurate. Geelong shouldn't have been that in it. The, the score was essentially even at halftime. It, it shouldn't have been that close. Richmond should really have put them away by f- probably four goals, I reckon, three or four goals at least. But then the second half, you know, you play like that and on top of it be pretty inaccurate in the second. That's it. It's too hard yeah. to come back from that. Um, so, look, interesting game. Um, I don't think a reflection of where these two teams will necessarily end up. I think John will be very good, don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't. I think 63 points is, is not what it's going to look like at the back end of the year um, necessarily. Terrible game. Um, the goal, the Gold Coast Suns versus oh, the talking about, the talking about inaccurate. Now didn't look like anyone wanted to win this game. Well, this, this was a dreadful game. Like I said, this, this was an unwatchable game. So this finished at, at seven twelve to eight fifteen. Um, wow, like this was so bad. It's not funny. Um, and this is at halftime. They were both evenly matched at three seven. Three goals seven. So Gold Coast three, led the whole seven. match essentially, and then. And then the Saints snuck it at the end. Thanks. Gold Coast and choked. And, yeah, choke, choke job, complete choke job, and and really pathetic, really effort from the from the Suns. Yeah, um, to hold it for that long. Yeah, and like then, you and I said yeah. again, one of those games they, they, they like Carlton, the games right. that they should and most people backing into win, they, they they cannot find a way. And yeah, really, disapp- I'm disappointed. Um, from a spectator point of view, I'd be, I'd be fuming if I was had anything to do with the, the Gold Coast Suns because, um, yeah, the, I mean, they, they shouldn't have even allowed St Kilda to get that close um, based on what I saw and then the stats. They had full control. They should have been five, four or five goals up at quarter time and then just taken uh, full control over it and, and snuffed any type of comeback that St Kilda put up. On their home deck, got pretty good conditions. Yeah, um, disgrace. Be piss poor, to be honest. Yeah, piss poor, really. Let's be honest. So you know, first quarter, one goal four to zero and three. That's it. That's all you saw. Uh, I mean, this was a, a piece of shit game. Let's be honest. Um, the Saints, I have no real confidence. They're, they're not playing finals. Not not playing like this. Um, nah. They got the Wouldn't Cats so. this week too, which I think, yeah, I reckon they'll get belted. Um, but yeah, Suns really poor, very disappointing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've got nothing else to say. This is this, but this was a very no, dis- disappointing game. Haven't learned anything. Haven't learned anything more about these two teams except no. they're going to 
um, annoy their supporters by being thereabouts and missing out because they don't know actually how to win a game of football against either equal-type competition or teams that are better than them. And look, you look... Yeah, it, we saw St Kilda thump Hawthorne. Hawthorne were bottom two, three side. And look, good on do that. St Kilda for sneaking the game, but yeah, geez, playing against that kind of opposition. And the next game, Giants, um, Essendon, um, very strange game. It turned into a real shootout. So 100, 107 to 105. This was a bizarre game. That that really so Essendon Essendon were behind through a lot of this game. So. People forget, so quarter time, 6-2 to 2-2. So Essendon were way behind. Es- way so behind. I think Essendon probably should have won this game, to be honest. 7-4 so to 5-7, 14-8 10-7. And then they had a really good finish. And I actually think Essendon came mm-hmm. home with a much wetter sail, put it that way. Oh, look. And, and, and just a couple little, I don't know. Errors. Call them mistakes. A little bit of unsurety of how much time was left on the clock. There was a couple of things. I got to see, yeah, the last quarter. It was one of the best quarters of footballs to watch. Um, especially this round. But it was probably, probably one of the best quarters um, just because of how free-flowing it was and movement. And, and you sit there and go, come on, Nesson, just kick, kick the ball. And they just hold it up for 10 seconds too long. What time was the clock? They just actually killed the game themselves by holding onto the football for too long. So... But yeah, like I mean, they're four goals behind the three-quarter time, to, and to come home the way they did, um, and almost sneak the win. Um, yeah, look, a couple of we've been saying it for the last two or three weeks now. These are probably the two teams that could sneak that last position. They're playing that brand of football that you probably want to see um, playing finals. Yeah, I think. Well, if if the Giants beat Richmond, well, then, then it's on. But yeah, going back to what you said before, like Hooker. That scrappy. That this is what irritated me. I've not seen this playback this week, but like that scrappy banana. That like so fourteen minutes left in the fourth. That really like nonchalant. Have a pit. Oh well. Like, but he, he seemed like. I'm not trying to make this a, a big shot against him, but far out. Like he didn't take his time. He t- his run up was poor, and just sort of like took a stab at it, and then missed, and was sort of like, oh well, next time. And it was like, there is no next time. Mate, that you kicked that. That's the game, literally. It's the, yeah. So that that was frustrating. There was a lot of moments like that. It late going back where like once the game had finished, I was like, oh, that moment, that moment, that. So yeah, I think it would have been a pretty rough um, review. But look, I don't know. Cox was was good. Um, Stringer did his hammy, which didn't help. Obviously, um, that non-hooker free late. Didn't help as well. Like even that—that's been yeah. more the conversation around that. But forget about that. Like that—that that like nonchalant kick from Hooker early. I think that's much more of a conversation. But that's not what they want to focus on. Um, you know, you know, rule is more the you know umpire type controversies, <laughs> more, more the story rather than somebody being nonchalant. Don't worry, talk about football. We'll just talk about yeah, exactly. stuff that's. Somebody doing a bad set shot routine is not not sexy as a story, but that that's why they lost. I think that's far and away more why they lost rather than the stupid umpire. But um, anyway, but look, oh, weird weird game. Like obviously, like on the Giants side, Taranto was very good. Um, Green, Kelly, all, all the usuals. But I don't know. Like it was such an up and down game. Finlayson was really good. I do like this sort of weird ass forward line they've got going now with like Finlayson and Green and um, Himmelberg one goal too so like had he 
had he been a bit more accurate and, and he kicked one out in the full as well, so had he kicked sort of, you know, 3-1 or, you know, 3-2 or something, all of a sudden it becomes a lot harder for Essendon. But I do yeah. like that that kind of balanced um, forward line. It's not as damaging as when Cameron was up and about, which he wasn't last year. But, um, yeah, I mean, a little bit... Look, but the, it makes him unpredictable again. It does, yeah. Like a few years ago, yeah. But the midfield was, was pretty good, but, yeah, look, Langford going to the the um, the Dons, Snelling I thought was good as well. Like they, they look, it's pretty balanced really throughout the list. I, I don't think you know. Obviously, Merritt was excellent in the contract year. Of course, you know, contract year all yeah. of a sudden like turns it off. Continues to flourish in the midfield. Yeah, Hind was good too. Uh, Phillips I thought was pretty good as well. So you know, Redmond I was I was impressed with at times. So yeah, look I. They've got a really good bunch of kids. I saw somebody floating this notion of like, should they trade um, Zach Merritt for draft picks and get some more kids in? I actually don't mind that idea. Like, I, I, I it's it's not great because they need to stop the kind of exodus of the club because they just had three out last yeah. year and losing Merritt would be bad. That, I do I do get the that. Fact that he's but, a free agent, so can't actually trade him. No, but if he did want, if he well, they would get compensation. I guess would use those compensation picks. To then on, yeah. on trade to get get early draft picks, but I guess for me, um, I don't know. I can I can see some merit in it. Put it that way. <laughs> but uh, that was oh, very, that was very lame. But um, <laughs> well, I was was begging, was begging oh, to say dad for six months and you're bringing out the classics. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but oh, I was begging begging to happen. But look, oh, I mean, Essendon was still you know I think Peter Wright, you know, terminated Peter, you know. I don't know. No, I, I, Essendon are, are playing with a bit of an oily rag. It feels for me like they're a club with like a good group of kids with an oily rag. That, that's essentially that, that seems to be burning, like but like weirdly burning. So it's just not. I'm not convinced really, but I think um, I'm still not convinced about them offensively. And now there's all this talk about you know supposedly Jake Stringer's that betrayed too. Which who who, who takes Jake Stringer? He's injured constantly. Like what who? His body's in pieces. Luke Beveridge is laughing at this fucking deal that they did. I mean, why, why, yeah. why, why would anybody seriously take Stringer? So I, I'm still worried about them offensively. Clearly, as the team, oh, obviously like heavily now, but like as the team builds. Um, anyway, so look, I don't know. Hooker, very bad, and that's the thing. It was so you know highlighted around that free. It just you know. It irks me like how how much like that's not that's not the reason that they didn't lose the game. But <laughs> the Giants were good. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And just slowly, slowly building. Yeah, being they again. They're, they're still if they continue to grind wins out like this and they get the players back, that um, I think GWS um, could cause uh, they should play finals and they then could cause an upset in, in week one. In week one. And Essendon, like, far and away more marks inside 50, 14 to 9. Like, there's a few, if you really dig through the um, the stats, there are a bunch of them, like, Essendon, 61 inside 50s to 49. They had way more inside 50s. So there's a bunch of those stats where it's like, mm, that that's that's a yeah, concern. Really should have taken advantage of those entries. Yeah, that's a shitload of entries. Yeah. Uh, marks and total entries. So, um, so that's that game. Weird, weird ass game that you know. It also raises a little. I'll be honest, like not to be too negative, but it does raise some alarm bells about the Giants in terms of their coaching group and just their game plan generally. In that it does have holes in it. In that no coach 
is sitting back going, gee, that was a good shootout. Like, no one's going home going, oh, that was fun. We finished the game 107 to 105. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not... That's not how any coach wants to play. I know, like fans go, "Oh, that was fun." We sort of shed a lot of goals, but that's that's not that's not like purely no, talking coach like, speak. Especially Sorry, if you're on camera and uh, there's a shootout, but you only kick two of those eight goals from mm. the <laughs> Exactly. It's different if uh, if it's four four, um, but even still, yeah, it's I don't want to see it, which I mean, yeah, they they, they should sign a mandate. I they have to attack, but. Coaches don't like it. And the next no, game, like, yeah, exactly. You've got to kick goals to win a game of football. So anyway, but I'm not yeah. a coach. A shootout like that, I think they would be pretty angry with. And then next, next game, a nothing game. Uh, North versus oh, again Collingwood. Did anyone did anyone really want to win this except for Darcy Moore? Well, North were were awful. Like I think, like they were okay through passages, but Jesus Christ, like you know, Zerhas, like horrific misses. Um, they like they were okay through the first half, but geez, they never looked like it at all. I mean, no, it genuinely is getting to the point of like, will they win a game? I mean, it really, I mean, yeah, yeah, they will. They win this week. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> They've got one chance to win a game this this year. Well, they had two last week against Collingwood, and then they got Hawthorne next week, so they could win this week. If they lose this game, that's it, surely. Oh, yes, they don't have Hawthorne. They will not win a game for the rest of the year. Right. Um. But yeah, um, they look horrible, horrible, and two more in- and two more injuries as well, just to salt the wound. Collingwood pretty inaccurate too. They should have put this away pretty hardcore. Cause they're eight six, and then three quarter time, twelve goals ten. So th- this should have been well and truly over well before it got to that point. Um, Darcy Moore finally goes back down, back. Yeah. All these people that have heralded Degoe of like, oh, he finally is. You know, blah blah blah. You know, it looks really good playing against witches hats. Like you got to be kidding. Like you know, come on, come on. Like he, he was, he was okay, but like he's playing against pretty low rung team. Like I don't know. I don't, I don't know any of the players in North Melbourne's defensive six. No, uh, no. Because they're all kids. Yeah, and 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 it's not their fault, but they're they're kind of making their way in the game. And yeah. If Dugowie doesn't kick six goals, um. Concerned against someone a, a, a back six like that, he should yeah. be able to do. He should be able to do that against good defensive sides. If you listen to the hype around him, um, yeah, underperform, underperform. He he looked good because of the witches' hats, but I was more impressed with Darcy Moore. Obviously, yeah, he was racking up stats left, right, and centre in his key position, and I'm not surprised that that was the difference um, about how Collingwood obviously. Well, well, it wasn't good football. I don't think that game. Style is going to beat too many other sides in the comp, um, to be honest. Uh, but at least he was able to control every any passage of play that came down into North Melbourne's forward half. Yeah, Aaron Hall was pretty good. You know, Zebel, they've, they've got some players, but yeah, I don't know. Maynard, Chris, you know, they're okay. But there's nothing, nothing to get excited about with both teams. Yeah, and as we said a couple of times already. And apologies to the North Melbourne supporters out there. But it's going to be hard to talk about the games that they're involved in unless it is actually a really close game with two struggling sides. This was not that game. Um, and that, what was it, a few weeks ago, they played three really good quarters against Geelong, I think it was, for memory. Yeah. And there was something to talk about otherwise. Every team should beat them, and, and, and that's basically it. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So that's... that's... Goldstein was all right too, the old fella. 
Running running around still on seven hundred six thousand a year. Ten thousand whatever he's on. One point nine million. Um so (laughs) they gotta fill the cap somehow. But no, I look I this is a weird, weird game. Um Collingwood, yeah. Look I'm not excited by them winning by three goals against North at Eddie has that even in a no time slot. And then Melbourne versus uh, Sydney. This was a good game. Um, I think Sydney Sydney absolutely should have won this game. I think Melbourne are very lucky to have snuck this. I, I I've seen yeah the- Melbourne are very very lucky they have Clayton Oliver and uh, Christian Salem in their side. And, those, and- those two in particular through that last quarter yeah made some very very good plays. Uh, obviously Stephen May was excellent against Buddy. Um, but yeah, Sydney. Well, Buddy. Well, we'll get into Buddy, but I think yeah, they, they were very lucky in that. Well, Melbourne are very lucky in that they also have Christian Bajaka, who takes you know multiple defenders and then allows Oliver to get off the chain and Salem to do yeah. what he likes. So Buddy was very quiet. Buddy looks injured, to be honest. I, I don't know why he's playing if he's injured. He looks very. Um, it looks like he completely lacks confidence in his body, to be honest. Um, I yeah. To be honest, he doesn't have that burst of speed that really um, rattles the defender because he can just lead up or, or or move around them if he doesn't take the mark. And I, without that uh, element in his toolkit at the moment, yeah, he's obviously had played a lot of football for the last few months. So, um, very good defender in, in May or Lever or Darcy Moore, whoever's up against him, he's going to be able to catch curtail him unless he gets a lace out all the time but as I said he's not getting that burst of speed off the off the lead anyway so he's not making that separation no exactly so I agree yeah I think he's got I think he's still got something going on there I think oh 100% there's something wrong with him. who knows we'll never find out but like I think the biggest takeaway from this game is Melbourne won tough they they played poorly they weren't really at their best um, their defence was very good but Generally speaking, they weren't that good, and they were very good in the last. Oliver was huge in the last. Sydney won three quarters, so they should not have won this game. Uh, but they snuck mm. it, and it means that they go probably eight or nine or ten. Well, they're eight and over. They'll probably go nine or ten and over, likely. Um, yeah. So look, Sydney. Sydney will be there. Oh, we, we've gone through this. Sydney will be there. I think till till the back, and they won the contest on the insides. They're going to be there till the back end of the year. I, I I think. I think they're a real serious contender for that spot. Um, yeah. Let's right. yeah. just think. How how is it that a team that is and this is how good Melbourne are going. So you've got just three pretty key defenders: Hibbard, May, Lever. Guess how many tackles in total those three had. With between them, heaps four, four, oh, okay, four. They don't need it because it's all yeah, that right. pressure up, up, up through the midfield. Because they this intercept and run. That's how good that defense, this defensive unit is, is going. That they don't rely on the defenders to do the tackling. That's that's insane. Yeah, but yeah, that's how good they're going. They are, and and speaking of how good they're going, and this is what's kept our man out of the team. Sam Wiedemann is playing this week, so our man gets a. Gets an opportunity, so obviously we don't, you know, can, you know, we're not going to celebrate um, Jackson's injury, but hopefully he gets better soon. But it does allow our can, man to uh, have a chat, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're going to open up the vintage uh, um, champagne that we got. Yeah, this is a voodoo doll I have 
for, for Luke Jackson. <laughs> and I uh, I get my corkscrew and I just go to allow an ankle injury to happen. So then yeah. I think that's what he has. So allow, uh, I'm joking. But look, it's... No. Um, well, that's the thing that, again, shows you how tough it is to, to crack with this team. Um, for those who don't follow BFL or Casey or anything like that, yeah. um, I mean, Sam's kicked 15, uh, 18 goals, I think it was, in the first four rounds of the BFL um, and still can't get a gut, keep looking into the, that <laughs> forward line. That doesn't help when McDonald goes, ah, I'll keep him out for another week, kick four. <laughs> yeah, I think McDonald, like, well, to be fair to Sam, like, and I saw that I watched the press, but it was a very nothing press conference. But I saw the start of it, and then I turned it off because it was so boring. But the it was so um, by the numbers. But the start of it was interesting in terms of um, with with uh, Goodwin, and he was like, "Well, look, form has kept Sam out of the team," which I completely agree. He's a victim of the team's success in that he just happened to not be in the team at the time, and then you know Jackson all of a sudden turns out to be this player they had no idea he could be as good as he's been. And then McDonald reinvents himself as a very good forward who is, let's be honest, pretty garbage recently. And he's really turned yeah. himself around. So it was like, wow, like all of a sudden all mates sort of on the periphery now because he's not playing and they've got to play Ben Brown because of the money they're paying him. So it's all like, wow, you know, what, what do we do with old mate? But he'll, he'll get off. Is it? If he, if he doesn't, you know, get many opportunities through this year. He's definitely going to get offers. Oh, he, he, he'd he have at least three or four offers or oh, people knocking his door at money. Well, first of all, Collingwood would be. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, they need a key forward, but the family connection. We, we, um, we know. And you would dare say, yeah. you dare say, I don't know, who else? Oh, Freo could do with the key forward. Well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Freo had knocked on his door. Purely Victoria, I would say there's a, a few teams that, that would have a crack. Oh, yeah. Bombrays. Um, Bombrays, I would say. Um, I would say definitely Frio. I would say, you know, Gold Coast have a crack at anybody. I would say. <laughs> uh, so I was going to say, uh, your boys are my boys, just because the coaches are the coaches. They just ask a question. Hey, oh, mate, do you want to come over here? <laughs> Richmond's so stacked in, in the cap. But yeah, I, no, but they'd still ask the question and go, flag. How do we pay him, though? One dollar. <laughs> Jokes, well, I said that to him when he said, when when you were joking and you said that instead of, um, well, because we were talking about Richmond. And then, yeah. No, we were talking about Richmond and then we were talking to, when we were talking to Sam and you were like, oh, the yellow and black. And he, and he sort of like looked at the ground and I was like, you might get a flag then. And he kind of went, he looked up in the eye in the, in the sky and he was like, oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Rewalt hasn't got too many years left here. Yeah, well, I think Richmond. I think Richmond are. I think Richmond will have a crack at. Um, well, who knows? But I think Richmond will have a crack at that next generation. Probably not Sam. Yeah. They'll probably have a crack at the you know early to mid. Someone to be younger. Yeah. Yeah. They'll have a crack at the next the next run. Um, yeah, for sure. Look, yeah, grinding win and look nothing. Sydney didn't do anything wrong. They played extremely good football um, uh, right throughout. Uh, again, the usual um, culprits of Parker was great. Papa was very good. Uh, I thought Sinclair was very good against Gorn as well. Um, yeah, buddies. Yeah, we talked on touched on him. He, he, he looks like he's out of sorts and maybe carrying an injury still. I think he is. And um, Dan Rampy again. I think he's probably going to get another All Australian if he continues in the vein of form he's, he's he's carrying at the moment. He's, he's been very good. He just came up against obviously the 
the, the, the team to, to, to mow down at the moment in Melbourne who are um, playing very good football. And, yeah, they'll get a lot. I mean, both teams will get a lot out of this, but Melbourne especially, being able to grind, as you said, grind that win out um, in, 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 those, in, those, in that form, being able to not just rely on one or two places. It was real team effort um, to get them over the line. Yeah, so interesting game. Um, lots to chat about. Yeah, I... I... Both teams will be there when the whips are cracking, as they say. Um, I think Sydney should have won this game. It's, it's the simple reality of it. Melbourne are a little bit lucky with this, but they've been very good through the year and they deserve it. So I think they'll they'll win. I'm going to tip them this week. They'll beat Carlton. I think they'll beat Adelaide. Uh, so I reckon they will be 10-0. and 0. I think they'll lose to the Bulldogs in round 11, though. So anyway, be interesting to see. Uh, and then next game, so... Poor, <sighs> terrible SA derby. Um, can we just can they scrap this? Well, normally it's pretty good, but this was poor. Two four to one goal is a joke. Four six to one four is a joke. Uh, nine ten to even four five is not not great by three quarter time. This, this was a nothing game. Um, Adelaide have have nothing really to to fight. They they brought a, a knife to a, a gun party. It was. Um, yeah, not not much to yeah. All that say. all that all that excitement we got out of the first month fizz, has fizzled. They, they they're going to be down with Hawthorne and North Melbourne at the end of the year. Right now, fighting for that. But I think they're better than those two sides, even though they did lose to Hawthorne. Um, so they probably won't get the spoon. But yeah, I think it's going to be a slow rebuild slash long season for Adelaide Crows supporters, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll, I'll and this was not. This was not the type of game you want to see if you're a either supporter of these teams. No, this was poor. Um, a bad game. Like I think, yeah, Port were very slow to start, but it's one of those games where, like, if you're not even tested, you just don't even care or try. And I think that that was what a lot of this was. They just weren't pushed. So why would they care? It's a long season. Yeah. Um, they took it pretty, exactly right. pretty slowly and gradually. And if, you're, if you're a mutual supporter. It's so hard to watch and stay engaged with the whole game because you're like, eh, do, I, do I turn it off or do I just watch it like it's a car accident I'm driving past and just see if there's more bloodshed? Yeah, well, uh, not much to take out of that. And then Hawthorne uh, Eagles. Talking of, talking of terrible game, game. Not to get much out of. Piece of shit game, let's be honest. So quarter time, 03 to 05. So very rare you get a, a quarter... First quarter with no goals, nothing. And 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 and, and as the commentator said, um, the last time that happened was these two teams, but two years ago or something. Really, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Horrible. So, uh, Busted ass. In, Tom, in, Tom in, Mitchell, in, which and it was perfect conditions too. This again, it just baffles me how teams struggle in very good conditions on arguably the best surface in the NFL. Horrible. So, and then Embarrassing. Was, yeah. And, and look, while the score didn't reflect anything in the first quarter, it was it was an arm wrestle, and you thought, oh, Hawthorne might, yeah, push it. West Coast. No, then it was just one way traffic after that. Horrible, absolute one way traffic. As soon, um, as, as soon as the first couple of goals were kicked by West Coast, you knew that Hawthorne had no chance. Yeah, well, halftime was three six to seven nine. There was no way they were winning this game. Gaff. No. Uh, Kelly, Sheed were, were fantastic. I mean, yeah, no, there's nothing to take out of this. Hawthorne are rebuilding, which um, Kenneth put on the agenda this week. Um, 
Did you see actually much more interesting than the game? Did you see that they've got an AFLW yeah. team now? So that that's actually happening. I didn't hear about that. Um, I, I was thought, I thought you were going to go down the, the Jeff Kennett um, rant and um, the conversation he's going to have with <laughs> with Clark out there this year. I thought oh, that's where we'll, we'll, we'll do that. that. Go that. Go that. Go. We can have oh, that conversation either. Either. Yeah, but it's good that the AFLW team's going to be coming along because. Um, Obviously, yeah, just expands that competition. And we'll touch on that quickly, uh, which is which is good. Um, the, the the more that that competition can, can continue to grow organically and, and build its profile, I think the better. Yep. By twenty twenty three, everyone will have a team. But yeah, so this Clarko kind uh, uh, dynamic. Oh, this is an age old. It's been going for so long now, but yeah, who, who knows? <laughs> I, I think. I think I think Clarko is a big chance to leave at the end of the year, if I'm honest, Dang. because I think that the offers will be so big. Um, I think it will be very hard for him to say no. I think it will be once in a lifetime type money, like two million a year type crazy money. And and yeah, the, I, sorry, go. Oh, and I also think he may feel that it's going to take longer to get the list that he. Feels is going to be a genuine threat, and he's he's said it countless times. So he, that's when he'll step away. He said he doesn't he doesn't feel like he can get um, more silverware, and that'll he'll know because he's got till two more years after this season, this year and next, based on their yeah, based on their um, outlook from two or three years ago that they uh, said uh, about getting some more silverware. Um, if he doesn't think he can do it with the current crop, then yeah, I think he'll, he'll he'll chase the money. He's already come out and said that um, the pressures are way too high um, on coaching and and, and um, in agreement with what Chris Scott said. The footy department's really well. stretched at the moment. So um, yeah, if you're not getting paid another five hundred thousand a year or whatever, um, why would you do it? So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he leaves. Um, he's disappointing as a Hawthorne supporter, certainly, but. It is what it is. Bring some fresh blood, some new ideas. Well, that's it. And then Sam is pretty much ready to go. And, and to be honest, he's, he's played and, you know, coached with Clark over so long. I know it's hard to do it in practice, but he's heard a lot of the messages for a long time. So, anyway, who, who knows? Yeah, you, don't just, reckon, you don't reckon Brendan Bolton gets a chance first? No, I think he, I think, <laughs> I think he might miss out. <laughs> I think he might not be. A, I think I'm a bigger chance than Brendan Bolton to coach the Hawks. To be honest, uh, I think yeah. that, that's the People order. Keep that. Sam Mitchell, me, keep, and Bolton, and, and Bolton will say no. He'll want to keep that uh, that perfect record of coaching Hawthorne well, intact, five zip, and just he won't need to say don't, no. Don't punish it. He won't need to say no. He <laughs> won't get an offer. Uh, no, they sacked the offer. Yeah, she she was excellent. Um, Gaff um, controlled the, the footy pretty well right yeah. from the get go. Um, yeah, Tim Calvert was excellent as well, uh, and did, and again the usual couple of players for Hawthorne played very good for Mitchell. Always plays well. He always just finds the footy. He's really missing Jay Garamir in there uh, at the moment, uh, just to help with that that physicality. Uh, I thought uh, Jack Jack Scrimshaw obviously was um, obviously never came to fruition up at Brisbane, but he's he's become pretty important in Hawthorne's um, back. Six, he's just got he's got really really good foot skills, and I thought he's had he had one of his best games for a while too. So yeah, look, they're a young team; they're not they're not going to win a lot of football this year. We we know that. Uh, it's just disappointing that 
their losses are continually big margins rather than only 10 or 15 points. It's 30, 40, 50 points, and their wins are only two or three. They've got to just close that gap between their best football and their worst football. Yeah, and when you're looking at a situation that, that they are, um, yeah, it's not good. But I thought Hanrahan was pretty good too. Hawthorne, uh, Lewis, even Warple as well. I thought, you know, they, they, it's so hard. Like they, they put their eggs in a basket that just, you know. Yeah, it didn't, didn't, didn't come to any fruition. No, you pull, pull the rug out of a team and that, that, this is what happens. Like, you know, you had, we had Scully and, you know, Old Mate. Foot and you know, big fan of the foot and all that stuff, and it, it's hard. You know, all oh, my foot leaves, it's hard. Yeah, and all my uh, Snapchat. Um, that's foot. That's <laughs> Mr. Foot. Yeah, not so good. Yeah, that's foot. That's who I'm referring to. But yeah, no, it. it oh, foot. Oh. It, that, he, because he was a fan of the feet. Oh right, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I missed that bit. You didn't go that far. So he oh. requested images of uh, the foot. Oh God. From okay, ladies, yeah. he asked them. Yeah, for lock him up. Dead, put him this, in a padded white cell. That's weird. He asked. Oh, we'll move on very quickly. But he, <laughs> you don't talk about. Like it'll be sick. He asked for images of the foot. Anyway, so that's uh, Mr. Foot. Um, so then that was, a, that was just another shit game for the Rams. Dog shit game. Dog shit round, really. So yeah, Eagles. Yeah. Eagles got it done. And then uh, a busted ass, a busted ass game. The dogs versus the blues. The blues choke like it's not funny. Significant choking. Phoenix Suns in the late mid to late nineties choking like it's not funny. Wowee! This is a pitiful performance from from the blues again. And the the dogs were were poor early, and then they were like, oh hang on, we we, we played ourselves into form halfway through the game, and we're like, hang on, these guys are shit. We'll beat them, and they did. It was hilarious. It was a. It was actually a pretty funny game, but a sad game in in, in that like you know come on. This is meant to be professional athletes, and this was yeah, it was sad. But look, what did you think of this? Hundred and seven to ninety one. Unless you were a dogs fan or someone like me who, oh, look, I wouldn't care less if I didn't see Carlton have a very successful campaign um, for the rest of my life. I loved the last quarter. It was hilarious. Witches hats again. Gave up, choke, choke, choke. Um, yeah, choke um, job. What I, 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 I don't know what Carlton are going to do as a club um, to turn this around. It's it's becoming almost well, it is laughable that they can have a team like the Dogs on the ropes, literally one more punch and they're down. And they're like. Uh, I've hit him enough times. I'll let him be. I'll let him get a little breather. The Blues? Game ends. Well, I guess the most can tell. How do you even dissect this round? Such is so weird. Like, I mean, we'll do the... the, What is wrong with Patrick Kirk Cripps? He's got to be... Sorry. He's got to be injured. Okay, so we'll we'll do... All right, we'll do do Carlton, right? So we'll we'll get on to the dogs in a second. So, look, the dogs is a simple conversation. They, they won a lot of games. They they came in to play a team that's shit. They thought they'd play pretty low rung and beat them. And then yeah. the Cards were okay. They they got ahead. And the Dogs were like, 
Okay. Let's, We've got another gear. We've got another gear. Got three more gears. Let, let's sort it out. And then they eventually got it done. We are a Ferrari. You are a Holden. They, they let it go. They, they, look, they definitely, the, the coaches would be a bit annoyed that it blew out this far in terms of high scoring, mm. but it, it is what it is. Like, you know, Bont was ridiculous late and yeah, Bailey Smith was huge, but yeah. It's all the same names. But Carlton, okay, so Carlton, so, okay, last 48 hours, right? So Michael Warner, who's a pretty, you know, reputable journalist for the age, put out uh, an article, I think early today or late, I think late yesterday, or either one, that Patrick Cripps has a broken back and he's been playing purely through injections and his back's cooked, right? Well, so, yeah, so that was, well, he did carry carried this team for the last five years. Yeah, so the, yeah, Judd style with with, with uh, ironically with, with the Blues. So that so that 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 was that was the conversation, right? So then Teague has then come in. So all the criticism, of course, that comes with that, you know, why are you playing and blah blah blah. But then Teague comes out and says, no, no breaking back. And, and, and won't give any clarity as to what the actual issue is. So wow. I mean this it, it, they're a very embarrassing club at this point, I think uh, very um, If it comes if it comes out that it is. But that comes out. It's true. Close. But, but yeah, true is ridiculous. But then they they get castrated as a club. Like they. It, but even if it's remotely close, which it looks like it is, whether it's back pelvis, you can see he's not moving like Patrick Cripps of the last two or three years, who can just be like what Ollie Wines is playing like at the moment. Just a bull can can win it off his own boot type. Scenario. We, this this was that year where he had the support cast to take his game to another another level because he wasn't having to do everything every week, and he's gone the opposite way. So I'm sorry that he either doesn't know how to handle captaincy or he's injured, and it looks more like he's injured. Not Mick Warner, not him. That's a Herald Sun writer. I'm can't think of his name. Doesn't matter. Herald Sun. I forget the Herald Sun. It was the Age. The Age. You. you some other guy. Um, doesn't matter, but like proper, like not you know, not a Tom Brown alien not journalist, Brown. not not Tom Brown, Tom Brown, not not a joke journalist, right? So like a proper someone, someone that's a reputable writer. I just can't think of it. Gleason, that's it. Mick Gleason, oh, yeah, is his name. So it, it, someone that wouldn't you'd think wouldn't put their name to this, right? If, if it's dog shit. So that seems pretty... Anyway, so Teague's come out and said, no, that's not the case. So we're right in the middle of it, so that'll be pretty interesting to see what happens. But he's... Well, he, he spent seven minutes in the fourth quarter on the bench, which is, you know, pretty uh, alarming. Like, yeah, wow. Anyway, uh, so pretty pretty concerning. Um, Blues, look, yeah, conceded, just sickening amounts of points. Um, no good. They're, 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 look, the, the biggest concern, though, with this, which I want to have this conversation, is, is you mentioned it before, is, is the re- recruits. They were a disgrace. They were so bad. Oh. Both of them, Saad and Saad Old Mate. in particular was horrible. I could almost Awful. give Williams a little leeway because he hasn't been able to get any continuity since coming to Carlton. But, sorry, you still know how to play the game of football. Surely you don't lose that facet from injury. Yeah, no. Saad in particular, though, he, he was running around in circles. Horrible. What a great spend of money. And now, Harry Mackay is leading the Coleman. So, of course... Carlton put themselves into the worst possible position where they've overpaid Collingwood style. And we spoke about this last, but we had a very deep dive into this situation. I think we obviously don't know the in-depth elements of Carlton's salary cap, but even if they've not squeezed their cap, they will. Because the reality is, add the numbers up, sit down, 
go go right now for the listener. Go go and have a look at the Carlton team and add in what each player is earning. Those numbers don't add up based on what the, what the cap is. I actually I think no. I think there's a bit. The dialogue this week has been around whether with Carlton has been is there a squeeze? The answer is yes. The answer is very yes. So well, there's at least you can guarantee there's at least three players on or around eight hundred thousand side. Yeah, well, that's that's true, Williams. Yeah, that's a lot of. And now they're going to those three. And now McKay is is going to command big money. Well, he already is. So they're going to have to try and figure that out. So look, it's 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 a disaster. It's a comp- oh, and Kerno, sorry, Kerno, because he did the he had a five year extension last yep. year or the year before. So he'd be on Bitcoin as well. And now as well, well as well, um, not same kind of money, but still money is Sam Walsh uh, re um, yeah committed. So look, big big mm. concerns. I I don't see weed. And one other, um, Weedering will be the other one. That'll be if he's not already, he'll be asking for a lot of money in it's the next conversation because he's got he's an all Australian backman. <laughs> it's such a weird club because you've got Cripps, who you know last year would have been on huge money. He waited probably too long for the deal. Now he's not going to get that kind of money. You'd think. Do they let him go to WA and use that money to keep McKay Weedering and have some money to offer a free agent I, I, or slash pay for other oh, things and, and and the goat. Casbolt, but I, I, yeah, I'm not quite sure what they're I did, thinking. I did is. hear some. I did hear some rumors that the Eagles, and I don't know how. I don't know how they fit this into their cap, but they're going to go after Cripps. Well, it's not rumors. That that's a fact. They will, but I think you know. So the offer from Frio supposedly is 1.2, but whether that, it's probably not the yeah. case anymore. It's probably not the case anymore because of what's happened. I think it's probably down to a million now. But the reality is, oh, well, if, if if he has the West Coast, and that that that's true, that they've offered him something, I think there needs to be some kind of investigation into how they're paying yeah. everybody under the same cap. Because I, 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 I mean, I, I, someone made this point to me recently. I, I Elliot Yo, all these guys, they'd have to be on five dollars an hour, like to to try and fit everybody in there. It makes no sense. The numbers simply don't add up. Uh, anyway. So this this is a whole different conversation. This is how bad the ram was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look. Look. Bad. Bad game. Um. And the dog. And the and the dogs are legit. Like they can get themselves out of any hole. Yeah. They've so got the, they've got the skills. They they've got the players there. Still concerned. Again, on the same shoe. Don't sound like a broken record. Their back one that we're concerned about. They can't get someone consistently holding down big forwards. Again, Mackay was very good. Couldn't stop him. Eddie Betts, very good. Couldn't stop him. That defence can leak. But it's 100%, and this is the thing, like they've got these three pillars and a few pieces around them, but the other outskirts of the team are so poor. You've got McKay forward, you've got you know um, Walsh centre, and then you've got Weedering down back, three very good players, and then a few pieces around them, but the, the other pieces are awful. It just drops off the scale. And they've wasted so much money plucking some very similar players for themselves. Like, they've got two of the same player. If they think Williams yeah. is a midfielder, they're crazy. And that's the biggest concern is that I think they think they that. I think they think they that. They don't need the midfield. They've already got that through the draft. That's what I don't get. Well, what's concerning is I think they think that. But anyway. Um, yeah. So, it it's very concerning. And then, yeah, Dogs, yeah, took, took the piss in the end. And then uh, the Lions, Freo, terrible game. Um, Freo were pretty poor uh, fight. So 
uh, Lions led at every break, 5-4 to 2-1, 8 7 to 3-3, 12-9 to 7-7, and 14-11 to 10-11. So it led the whole time. Um, nothing to take out of this. Free are okay. Um, they, you know, in, in the, you know, uh, hub for a little while, and it's hard. I think that's it. And then, and then, and then the Lions. Still can't win from home. We should do about yeah, the Lions. The Lions have been very good. So that this is four wins in a row now. They were on the ropes a bit there. So they, they, they've really come back. We, we should really give credit. We, we have a little bit over the last few weeks, but this is very impressive to see them really kind of come back in this yeah. way. Um, really impressive. Rich is in huge form. Uh, McCluggage. McCluggage is McCluggage unbelievable. Brownlow form. Yeah, 100%. He's, he's been super consistent. I haven't seen a lot of their games, so it's been hard to just yeah. go, like, someone can have really good stat lines. Um, but really digging into him, like he's been super efficient, um, and it's not just he's a forward half, ha- forward half of the the ground where he's doing his damage. He's doing it in the back half as well by getting a lot of rebound fifties, um, and just become another um, like a like a Nigel Lappin from that um, golden era. He, he just he's a really good link up. He's not the, the biggest name in that midfield, but he's super. Super impressive, and he's really starting to pay dividends for for the um, I think he went pick three or four in the draft a, a few years ago. So yeah, really good. Yeah, they're starting to build um, nicely, and going to be tough to beat. Um, should they uh, finish in the top four? That's for sure. I think they'll they'll go deep. Um, obviously, you know, losing Neil um, and a few other pieces, you know, offensively. I'm very impressed by how they've managed to, you know, cover it. Lions looks great. Um, yeah, they're a good side. They'll, they'll go. I reckon they will go deep this year. I wasn't so sure, but earlier on, but now I think they will. But yeah, very poor from Freo. I think they're they're okay in the end, but you know, four. It shouldn't have blown into four goals in the end. 14-11 to ten eleven. It, sh- it should have been a lot worse. It, when you're not challenged, it makes it hard. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that is round eight. That is look. Bizarre, weird round. Not not a lot to take out of it, to be honest. Like, I'm not really... Next round, I feel like we're going to learn a lot more. Round eight felt pretty rudimentary, to be honest. Like, it felt by the numbers. Uh, we both tipped... I think we tipped eight. Um, it was pretty pretty easy round. I think we tipped every game except for... What did we not tip? I think the only one we didn't tip was... Um, I think we might have even got eight. Or, we might have even got eight or nine. Oh, no, we, but we, tipped, we both tipped the coast. We, got, we tipped eight. We tipped the coast, though. We thought the coast would be oh, the Saints. Sorry. We both tipped, yeah, we both okay. tipped the coast. Yeah, we're not doing that. Oh, again. and and I think oh, so I think Richmond, July, oh, either think, way. Yeah, I, I think I went Richmond. Um, yeah, I tipped the five. Saints, and then I tipped Richmond, and you tipped Geelong, and then Ge- Gold Coast. So we both went either way with the first two games. Yeah, but we ate. You know, still pretty respectable tipping. Obviously, only one game. Should you? Um, yeah, not not not. Not not a very unpredictable but no, round. Yeah, no, haven't learned a great deal. Well, haven't learned anything different about any of the teams really. Well, we should have tipped worse in that Sydney should have won that game. That that's the one that that they might rue. I think if Sydney finished fifth, as an example, that's a game they're going to rue. Like that, they should have won that game well and truly. Um, yeah. If the Dogs finish fifth as well, oh sorry, if they finish fourth, I'll be thinking, wow, what that that Carlton win becomes even better than it is. They're obviously going to finish top eight, but uh, they shouldn't have won that game either. Carlton should have won that game. But 
Big thanks to our sponsors, Hops to Home, Hops to Home's Craft Beer Delivery Service. Check out the delicious Hops to Home at hopstome.com.au. Use the promo code AFLDEEPDIVE to get $25 off your first pack. Rocky Ridge Red IPA, delicious inclusion in the new craft beer packs they have. Good night. Goodbye. We will see you soon. Take care. Excellent. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.